You're listening to WMNF Tampa, music and news. That's right, that's right. You are tuned to WMNF Radio 88.5 FM here in Tampa. This is the Tuesday Cafe. My name is Mobili, Patro Mobili, and I'm sitting in for Sean Canan. And unlike Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon on cable news, Sean Canan will return to the Tuesday Cafe and to WMNF next week. So look forward to that. But I'm glad to be sitting in and having this opportunity to talk to you. I've been a member of WMNF for a few years, and I've been on daytime before. You can usually catch me on the Sunday forums on weekends, but I'll be back on the weekday, so you'll be hearing more from me as we move forward. Uh, But it's official. President Joe Biden has announced this morning he is running for re-election, but is there a strain of ageism at work? And today is runoff election day if you live in Tampa, Florida. And in the state of Florida, many people feel under threat from a right-wing legislator, legislature carrying water for a governor with White House ambitions. LGBTQ people are leaving Florida. And there's a war on Disney, one of the top employers of this state. Uh, Disney for angering the governor, responding to fears as the company responded to fears expressed by its workers regarding recent legislation here in the state of Florida. And there was supposed to be a public forum on threats to our First Amendment rights in Florida, but the public forum that we were going to speak to organizers for today here on Tuesday Cafe uh, canceled the event. So that doesn't stop you from calling me here today to discuss the First Amendment threats while the state wants to promote Second Amendment open carry and open protests and free speech and basic human rights remain under attack here in Florida. And uh, we want to talk to you about it today here on the Tuesday Cafe. I'd be happy to hear from you. Give us a call. You can call me at 813-239-9663. And uh, John is waiting to take your telephone call. So you could chime in on what is happening. And like I said... Uh, There is an election here in Tampa. There's a special election day in Tampa, uh, the runoff elections, and it's uh, four city council seats are up for grabs. No candidate reached a majority of the vote in the races for city council district one, two, three, and six. In district one, Sonia Brookings is facing Alan Clendenning in a runoff, and in district two, uh, Robin Lockett is facing Guido Maniscalco here and, um, and on the city council. And meanwhile, the leading candidates in District 3 are incumbent Lynn Hurtak and the challenger, her challenger, former state senator Janet Cruz. And in District 6, longtime lawmaker Charlie Miranda will face Hoyt Prendel in the runoff. All that's taking place today as you're making your way to the polls. But what is at stake uh, as we know, district the seats in District 1, 2, and 3 are citywide. And District 6 seat covers West Tampa, Seminole Heights, and parts of South Tampa. Uh, Mayor Jane Castor coasted to re-election with no viable candidates and no challengers. And today's runoff election could have some big implications on the mayor's second term. In advance of today's runoff, around 19,000 voters have 
already cast ballots in the races. The seats will determine how many allies the mayor has on the city council, which could directly impact her agenda, including affordable housing, population growth, transportation, and Tampa's next police chief are all issues that will impact the mayor's second term. And uh, so far, the city races are nonpartisan, but given the right-wing drift in this state, there is a movement on the right to try to make all races, including school board races, but also city council races, partisan. And that could create even more uh, rancor, political rancor in this state. Uh, And like I said, uh, today's runoff election is going to have a, a big impact on what happens in Tampa, whether or not the mayor's agenda is going to be carried out. Uh, And we could talk about what that agenda is, but how do you feel? Do you feel under threat in the city and in the state, especially in this state, given that we have a governor that is hell-bent on a right-wing drift and rolling back a lot of our rights, our fundamental rights, Rights, as we talk about the uh, First Amendment in this state, there's a lot of talk about on the right about the Second Amendment. Well, what about the First Amendment? We are really concerned about what is happening. There are a lot of people who feel, especially LGBTQ people, feel so under threat that they are leaving the state of Florida. And uh, a lot of people suggest that people should stay and fight, uh, but. If you feel so under threat, given what the legislations we have seen come down have been, that how do we expect people to feel? One bill proposed this session in the state of Florida would create harsher penalties for businesses that admit children into sexual performances, which critics say is meant to target drag shows. Uh, not all drag shows are sexual performances, but this is how it's being promulgated in this state there's been there have been libraries that have allowed story time uh where drag people who dress in drag are reading stories at the library and even that's under threat uh another would limit bathroom use for transgender people a third bill would make it a third degree felony to provide medical interventions to treat children with gender dysphoria in florida And all three passed the House this past Wednesday. On the same day, the Florida Board of Education approved a ban on teaching about sexual orientation and gender identity in all grades, expanding the parental rights and education law that critics have called the Don't Say Gay Law. Uh, This was the bill that Disney spoke out against, and the governor began his war on Disney, uh, which some people are suggesting he's losing uh, the tax status the that Disney held uh, is now, if the governor has his way, would be given, would be taken away, and that those taxes will be paid by the citizenry of those two counties. Uh, the governor also wants to control who uh, control the land, uh, regulate the land that Disney sits on, all part of his anger campaign, and. Also, Disney uh, could lose uh, 
he even, the governor even talked about Disney uh, building a prison on that land that Disney uh, is using right now. So what would that be all about? But meanwhile, as I said, a lot of people feel that our First Amendment rights are under threat. Um, Governor Ron DeSantis, who supports the initiatives that I just talked about, along with Republican lawmakers, said they're pushing the bills to protect children. But LGBTQ plus residents are packing their bags to say they no longer feel safe living in a state with legislation that they believe will harm members of their community, particularly transgender kids. And one wonders how bad it will get. And uh, this is something that we've all uh, wondered about. Uh, and we've also seen a fight against African-American uh, AP studies, uh, the advanced placement studies, and there's been some new developments on that. College Board says changes will be made to its new AP African-American Studies course after critics said the agency bowed to political pressure and removed several topics from the framework, including Black Lives Matter, slavery reparations, and, of course, queer life. The College Board said in a statement on Monday that experts charged with authoring the course will make changes to the latest framework in the next few months. It remains unclear what the changes are. And uh, the College Board has been accused of bowing down, of uh, caving in to this right-wing governor and legislature uh, and taking out important aspects of history. But it remains unclear what the changes are when they will be made, when those changes will be made. And the course gained national attention, of course, this winter when the Florida governor said he would ban the course in his state Still no uh, real reason to be banning these courses. Uh, but this is what the, the governor has used as his, his uh, way of making his case to be president of the United States. Even though he hasn't announced, it's clearly he's right now out of the country, on his way out of the country. And uh, I guess the whole idea is to look presidential. But we're just wondering how all of this is making you feel as a citizen of this state. And uh, this is an opportunity to talk about it. You can join me in the discussion. And you can talk about anything else you want to talk about. The, uh, as we mentioned and as we heard on Democracy Now!, the uh, top propagandist in this country, Tucker Carlson, has been fired after costing his network, millions of dollars, and uh, it's no surprise that he's gone. But what does that mean going forward? And uh, I would just like to know how all of this is playing in your mind. 813-239-9663. And uh, as we talked, I've already mentioned a few things. And uh, there's, again, an election going on today in the ta in Tampa Bay, in Tampa, Florida. Uh, but... The whole idea of partisan elections, including school board elections, uh, we've seen a lot of problems that uh, the uh, school board elections becoming more rancorous and uh, being far more partisan because now people are 
voting for parties instead of for individuals. And uh, we're just wondering what you feel has been happening and what we will and can do. And as I just mentioned, Sarasota, it looks like we have one call coming in from Sarasota. And uh, we'd like to go ahead and take that call and get it started this morning here on the Tuesday Cafe. You're attuned to the Tuesday Cafe. My name is Patro Mobili, sitting in for Sean Canan. I'm taking your telephone calls. You can also write us, write DJ at WMNF.org. Go ahead, Louise from Sarasota. Hi, You're good on morning. the phone. Good morning. Thanks so much for taking the call. Good morning, and thanks for this important information. I just want to stress that it seems overwhelming. I mean, what can we do as citizens? But what I'm what I'd like to encourage listeners is to take a look at your local scene. We here in Sarasota just successfully blocked um, the hiring of a consultant of to our school district. We didn't need a consultant; we're a number A rated. The consultant had no experience and was based in a Christian mindset from the Hillsborough College that our governor liked to model things after. So my point is just pay attention to what's happening locally. Get out. Join the protest. There were hundreds of us at the school board meeting the other night, and we were successful in blocking this consultant. So in this overwhelming atmosphere of oppression, just Tighten your lens a little, look around to your local happenings, and you can make a difference. Yeah, and, you know, Louise, I was so happy to see that pushback against that consultant because, you know, as the governor accuses people of indoctrination, that was a clear indoctrination attempt. Oh, totally. But as I said, hundreds of us showed up. We were orderly. We spoke our mind, and it worked. So yeah. you can you can make a difference. That's and right. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you, so Louise. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, you can call me, too, 813-239-9663. And um, you can write me at dj at wmf.org. I'm sitting in for Sean Canan here on the Tuesday Cafe. My name is Patro Mobili. And uh, someone did write two things. Since the bill does not specifically reference drag shows, talking about the, the uh, I suppose, the uh, bills against drag shows, what would mean... Uh, that would mean that performers like Madonna and Katy Perry would not be able to allow any under 18-year-olds into their concerts. Disney has a lot of acreage that they are purposely leaving undeveloped. Unlike the governor, they actually care about preserving the Florida environment. The talk of building a prison and that underdeveloped land just shows you that Republicans do not care about the environment only for profit prisons. And that was from uh, an emailer. Thank you for that. And uh, going back to the telephone calls, Craig, talking about Black Lives Matter. You say what, Craig? Here on the Tuesday Cafe. Okay, Craig Munson. I'll, I'll put my plant or bias up front. I'm a registered Republican and I'm a staunch conservative. I grew up in Detroit. I grew up during the riots of Detroit and the total destruction of 12th Street. I do not support the destruction of private property, whether it's the University of Michigan, which I lived through during the Vietnam War, and the students were tearing the heck out of the place, or business property. I don't mind protest. I support that. I support narrative. I don't support lawlessness and the hurting of people. Mm-hmm. 
I don't support that. I mean, no, long time I, ago, long time ago, I was left for dead, and I lived through that. I switched from being a Democrat to a Republican that instant. Uh, different philosophy, if you will. Uh, Black Lives Matter absconded with a lot of their funds. They're actually in trouble uh, accounting for the money that disappeared. Uh, had they used a big eight accounting firm and kept it strictly above board, then yeah, it'd be righteous. But the money just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there was, there was the Black Lives Matter, and then there was the Movement for Black Lives, which are two different organizations. And I think That's the, correct. the Movement for Black Lives was an attempt at raising funds and, and being an a organization. They had a few other issues, a few problems. But the idea that Black Lives Matter and that people protested because it was, let's face it, it was hard to watch George Floyd be killed. And no, nobody wants uh, burning down buildings. And I think that at the time, a lot of people from the right were out there creating violence, being provocateurs. So does do you think that that's fair, that the whole uh, or a movement, uh, just the basic statement that Black Lives Matter should be demonized because of uh, some violence. Yeah. Well, it it tarnishes your your organization. Okay. Uh, when I grew up as a kid, guns were everywhere. They were brought into the principal's office during hunting season. We did not have mass murder. Okay, didn't have, didn't exist wasn't even thought of. Uh, the philosophy has changed. I don't believe in accosting, hurting, or killing people of the LBG, I get those letters confused, that group. Mm-hmm. They're 1% to 2% of the whole population. They have a right to play and be a peak. I got no problem with that. And what about I the legislation? Have- mm-hmm. It's like a lot of people are saying, you can come to our state, don't bring your politics with you because it didn't work for your state that you're fleeing. Uh, we have a sheriff in Polk County that's a strict uh, Second Amendment rights guy. I mean, hardcore. We've got probably the lowest crime in Polk County around. Now, Hillsborough County, which is Tampa, very high crime. Now, what are the two counties doing differently? I'm for what works and what does. Very digital in my thinking and philosophy. If it works, hey, I'm all for it. If it doesn't work, don't keep doing it. Mm-hmm. That's simple. Well, one last uh, thing, Craig. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's one of the issues. I don't like destruction of private property. Never have, and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't agree with uh, that in the University of Michigan. When I went there. I mean, they're mm-hmm. all turning the place down because they didn't believe in the Vietnam War. I went into the military. I don't believe in the Vietnam War. It was a false flag incident, totally bogus. A lot of my high school classmates never came back. But that, I don't support my government. It was wrong. Uh, One last thing before we go, Craig. Um, The idea that open carry or concealed carry, the sheriffs have a bigger problem with that. The sheriffs are worried about that. They have to try to make people safe. And I saw a very good article about it. Young man was, uh, had the law. Of course, he didn't do it, go about it. I think it's a smart way, doing open carry, which is illegal except for hunting, fishing, 
and there was another category. He was carrying a fishing pole, and he was going fishing. The cops got real nervous. He says, we just want to make sure we're safe and people are safe. That's all we're trying to do. And they had a point. They had a point. Okay? Now, do I support, uh, you can have uh, carry, constitutional carry. You better have some training behind it. Mm-hmm. I think that should be added to it. You go and go to an NRA course, learn the safety, learn the rules. Sure. Do I want a knucklehead that goes by a uh, uh, 38 caliber Smith and Wesson and then can go around being, you know, like he's a jerk? I don't like that. They got to have training. Doesn't mean they have to be, have permission. It just means you have to be trained. I teach flying. You don't get in an airplane, just go fly. Ain't happening. And yeah. the, people are propagandized to death from the right right now. That's why we're seeing a spate of people with guns who people make honest mistakes, knocking on the wrong door, pulling into the wrong driveway, and people come out shooting. Um, well, they're being stupid, too. Number one, they did not come out shooting. They came out with weapons drawn. They did not fire that the one incident happened. And, yes, they got shot dead. I think it was Missouri. It was three different instances. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're a little better up on it. The cops should come in with training, guns pointed down, ready to fire, safety off. Okay, what's happening? Okay, put your gun down. Where are the cops? All right? You got stupidity on both sides. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, I went through a law enforcement training. Didn't become a law enforcement officer uh, for certain reasons, but that's common sense. Okay. Your senior, going back to, uh, who was the guy that was uh, uh, whipped and beaten in Los Angeles? What was the name of that guy? My name recognition is not so good anymore. Uh, Rodney King. Rodney King, Uh, yes, years ago. Right. What I would have done if I was the officer in charge, hog tie him, all four limbs. Don't stretch him until you're disconnecting it, but just stretch him out and then bring in the paramedic and say, hey, he's on something, he's out of his mind, but he can't hurt anybody and he's immobilized you follow me mm-hmm. cops are only trained to say obey what i tell you or i beat the crap out mm-hmm. that's improper training you know i mean the guy's not even listening so what yeah. is shouting at him gonna do that's logical right right so it sounds like you are for the idea of different types of first responders other than just cops uh, i i I've been in the cop school. I went to EMT school. I've been a both paid and volunteer firefighter. Logic. A little bit of logic. Lots and lots of training. Because when you get in a panic, you're going to go to basic motives, okay? When cops get scared, they go back to basic. That's just natural. Fight or flight syndrome, okay? The only way you overcome it is train. Same thing when I teach a person how to fly. They will kill themselves in a panic. Very simple. You have to have training. Not to kill yourself. All right, Craig. Thank you so much. Uh, I have some one other more issue. Okay, go one ahead quickly. Issue. I am against gender affirming care for any child under eighteen. Flat out, kids don't know what they are. I got a daughter who hasn't figured out what she's going to be. Yeah, gender but that's that's a broad statement. <laughs> but that's, that's their that's their lives, though. But thank you, Craig, so much for your call. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three is the number to call. I did give Craig a little bit more extra time. If you got uh, a little impatient, call back. Uh, we do got a few emails that have come in. I would like to share with you, but I'm going to go ahead and take Tom for Plant City, and uh, let's see what Tom has to say. 
But go ahead, call us back, 813-239-9663. Here's on the Tuesday Cafe. Go ahead, Tom. You're on the Tuesday Cafe. Speaking. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to suggest something. Uh, it, we uh, set up a, uh, a progressive wing of the Democratic Party uh, mm-hmm. to put out our own platform, run our own uh, candidates in the uh, Democratic primary. So uh, I think that people... People don't vote because they don't have anything to vote for. And uh, uh, I think this would give them something, give them some hope for uh, a change and uh, maybe undo some of the, uh, the, the harm that's been done by the Republicans. But uh, uh, that was my reason for calling. I'd just like to suggest that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. A progressive wing of the Democratic Party. Thank you, Tom, from Plant City. Mm-hmm. 813-239-9663. Isn't it a call talking about a host of issues, a lot of fears in this state, a lot of uh, politics of the from the right, and uh, especially when it comes to the Second Amendment. But what about the First Amendment? What about the threats to all of our rights? Uh, that includes the right to peaceably assemble. That includes... Uh, the right of, of course, free speech and to petition the government for redress and grievance uh, without being accosted. Um, so you say what about how much under threat and the, the fact that certain communities feel under threat, the fact that people of color, especially black people, feel under threat, that their history is being uh, diminished in terms of People knowing the history, and, and of course, we don't know our history. We'll condemn to repeat that history uh, or at least rhyme with the history. of. Uh, we want to hear from you. Go ahead and call us, 813-239-9663. Uh, Thomas wrote me a task. Craig, the last caller, the caller before last about the Boston Tea Party. Uh, maybe he'll call back and we can talk about what that's all about, uh, what he would have uh, done or how he analyzes that history. Uh, Dave Thompson wrote that he hoped the people in the U.S. in each state invoked the 14th Amendment in Section 3 against all the insurrectionists and they did not, uh, and just that they did not uphold their oath to the Constitution and impeach Clarence Thomas. Okay. There's a lot going on, especially in the state of Florida. Of course, remember the war on Disney because it spoke out against a bill that uh, is a war on people who are transgendered. Uh, The idea that people who are transgendered just don't have right to health care and make their own health decision. Of course, it all started coming after women, uh, taking away uh, Roe versus Wade under the Dobbs uh, decision at the Supreme Court where women don't have reproductive autonomy anymore. So let us see what you have to say more about what is happening in this state and in this country. Are we drifting too far? 
to the right. Go ahead, caller. Chris from Clearwater, you say what? Uh, hey, Billy. Uh, Chris Steiner here at Clearwater. And, uh, I think uh, we're, we should drift more towards the center. I mean, I think most people are independent, but you know, identify as that regardless of how they register. Um, I think it's uh, crazy to try to want to build a a prison next to any theme park, mm-hmm. but um, at the same time, um, it's corporatism or fascism to pick favorites for a government to prop up one company over the others over the competition. And uh, I think uh, the preferential deal with Disney should have been ended a long time ago in light of in view of that, uh, not just in retaliation. But and, they got a lot of money, tax money from that deal. Disney paying to those taxes on that land. So uh, it yeah. benefited. The state benefited is what I'm saying. Right, right. But, um, yeah, and, uh, um, also uh, um, the BLM issue, uh, they're, you're saying they're demonized because of agent provocateurs. I just see that, uh, unfortunately, it's a lot of black youth that or like in Chicago recently, teenagers, they call it a teenager riot. They're just uh, running around, and now a bunch of WalMarts are shutting down. So a lot of businesses are hurting, or the, not just the businesses, but the communities will now hurt because they won't have ability to buy basic needs. I see videos of a mother, a lady saying she, she's a mother, and going through Walmart, pointing out how everything is a mess and she can't buy what she needs for her children. And, uh, you know, not to mention the employment that will be lost. So, uh, you know, it's a multinational corporation. It'd be nice if, uh, you know, hometown, homegrown businesses would take their place, but I think they'll be hesitant to. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, during the George Floyd riot in 2020, what happened here in St. Pete, you, as mild as it was, was astonishing that the, you know, also in Tampa, you know, the Champs uh, building, the Champs um, store was uh, set on fire and, and uh, it was a 20-year-old black man who was sentenced to five years for setting it on fire. Um, now, unfortunately, this is uh, these are just the realities that uh, I don't see any other ethnicities uh, who are destroying their own communities uh, in St. Petersburg. Uh, uh, it's not their community in a lot of ways. They're, that's not that's one of the reasons why there's a lot of neglect of those communities, and when people get angry, and uh, a lot of times the youth would take advantage of that anger and do what youth oftentimes do, do, and that is act in a more extreme manner, and not necessarily politically. I don't expect the children to have the the presence of mind to be political, but they will take advantage of the situation, and oftentimes, and there have been cases in other countries where they've used the youth to uh, engage in vandalism and property destruction and and. and violence against other other ethnic groups in order to make that point. So, I mean, the youth are oftentimes exploited politically. Well, it isn't just the youth, it's young blacks, unfortunately, is the point I'm making. And I think that we need to diffuse a lot of the false uh, racial accusations out there, like uh, um, Daryl Brooks, who, you know, he's a black man who killed six in Kenosha, apparently after he was upset that uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, and I know you, Mobili, said that he's a white supremacist, but there were no blacks involved who attacked him. They're, they're just white. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you could criticize Kyle Rittenhouse other than being in the, in public 
And, of course, he was a year uh, younger than he should have been in order to openly carry. Exactly. And he was exploited, too, by the right. Those people took him out there, gave him guns, and he was a young oh. kid with a gun in his hand. But, you know, let me go ahead and take some other calls, Chris. We could go on and on and on. You know, we we have our moments. And uh, I like it, Chris. But let me go ahead and take some other calls. I only got a few minutes left. Uh, 813-239-9663 is the number to call. And um, thank you for your emails. I'm getting some great emails. Uh, the uh, one emailer is written. John Ritt wrote about Polk County. Has an overall crime rate of 4,013 per 100,000 residents. This is moderately safer than the rest of the United States, but still about average. This means that your chances of becoming a victim of any type of crime in Polk County is 1 in 25 if you reside there for one year. The average overall crime rate for Polk County for the previous two years is 4,317 per 100,000 residents. This means that the crime rate for Polk County has been decreasing over time. Thank you for that. Uh, John, uh, back to the telephone lines, 813-239-9663. Let me go to Nick in St. Pete, see what Nick has to say. He's breaking it down for me. Go ahead, Nick. You say what? Yeah, I'd just like to get your take on the decline of the nuclear family in the African-American community and uh, Planned Parenthood's effects. You know, on that situation. They declined. It was never really built. I mean, come on. From slavery, when when was it ever built? And, and plus, the African-American community has always relied on the extended family. That is a cultural thing. Uh, the nuclear family has never really mattered as much once you have the extended family. I can look back at my own family and see that over the generations, we have always lived in together, either in one house or in one neighborhood. So the extended family is always there to pick up the slack. So those numbers on single black women are just not, they're just nonsense. Is that what you're saying? That's not real. Uh, I didn't say it wasn't real. I think that single black women is a reality and they're forced to uh, raise children on their own. That could be a problem when it comes to two incomes needed in this inflationary time. And so, yeah, but that doesn't mean that there's something prurient are wrong with the African-American community culturally because uh, there's only one parent in the household. I think that for years they've made it work. We've seen a steady decline, a steady uptick in single mothers. I think it's contributed to... I think that's neglect. I think those are economic issues. Those are poverty issues. Could be. Yeah. All right, man. I just wanted to get your take. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Nick, from St. Pete. Let me go to Amy. Amy uh, is calling us here on the Tuesday Cafe. Go ahead, Amy. Talking about legislature in the LGBT community. Go ahead, Amy. Hi. Um, actually, I wanted to just um, piggyback on what Nick from St. Pete said. Yes. I agree. I have two things, this one and then the legislature. But I don't, I don't see that as just isolated to one ethnic group it literally comes down to individuals and like how they value each other because mm-hmm. i mean they act like people act like there's not a movie out there called knocked up where you know there was this guy he's on the fence he doesn't know if he wants to support her or not it's just i don't i think that's right. how the movie went but it's just how society teaches men some men or all men whoever falls victim to this this identity where they can just go around and sleep around and not be responsible for a family. Right. It really comes down to that um, individual's choice, whether That's they right. want 
and values, or, individual values. Yeah, and morals. It's like, oh, I'm going to have sex with you. Oh, you're pregnant. Okay, you can handle that on your on your own. I mean, that comes down to individuals, and if they're a respectable person or not. Women have walked out on men, and men had to take care of the family. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all dependent on the individual. It's not a race thing. Like, women, even Caucasian women... I don't know about Indian women because I think they have arranged marriage or they have um, the parents playing um, a strong role in deciding who's good for them and not, you know, but they have a structure going on in different cultures. But even Caucasian women, black women, you know, it just all comes down to that person going to stand by your side or not. That's right. Family. Now, this might be controversial, but the legislature... I agree with the older man. It was, he was probably like three calls ago. If if you're not eight, um, if you're not eighteen, I don't think you should be. Uh, people wouldn't see it as self mutilation, but it is a type of cutting of genitals and lots of surgeries. And I can't imagine putting a seven or a eight year old, even an eleven year old. Right. <laughs> No, but it, that's something they can plan because, you know, like I, I know that there are children who feel a certain uh, a certain way as they come out. They may not do anything about it, but the feeling is there. They know th- what they feel if they are if they are male, they feel like they want to be a female. That's something that's real. That's very real and can't just be discounted. I mean, we, yeah, we could probably all agree not cutting on them making that choice that's irreversible at such a young age, but yeah. we can't dis- discount the feeling is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, and that, I understand. That's fine. I think, though, they should still wait, even regardless of the feeling. I mean, it's like you're, that's part of your sexual identity, I believe, and we just don't want to sexualize the children at such a young age. We want to talk to them about how they feel in their body, but I think that should be left to the parents. Which uh, oftentimes don't do anything. Don't talk about <laughs> sex. So we need to push, talk to your children, see how they feel. Um, that's what we need to be pushing. We don't need to be pushing for strangers in school or something. And I, I did have sex ed when I grew up. And that's right. good. And, and parents could opt out. I think the problem in Florida is that one parent makes, just like when it comes to the book bans in, in elementary school, you want one parent can make a, make noise. And so all kids have to be denied the book. So all kids have to be denied through this legislation uh, because one parent had a problem with it. You know, that seems patently unfair. Mm. Um, did they not? I think in another state, or um, they did have a class where parents could opt out. Yeah, out of sex ed, exactly, which is the way it should be. Your child, just take care of your child. Because your child, you don't want your child reading it or hearing about it. Doesn't mean you have to uh, make those, those decisions have to be expanded to my child or other children. Thank you, Amy. I got a lot of calls I want to get through, but I thank you about those, talking about legislature. All righty. 813-239-9663. 813-239-9663. Let me see. I think uh, Connie is on the air to talk about today's elections. Go ahead, Connie. You say what? Good morning all, all to the people. I want to just say this first. Um, 
people have to be, if you don't know, you need to probably do some research on the ongoing campaign that this government has set by policy, the destruction of the black family, um, that when it has come to uh, the black woman having to make economic choices on how to house and feed our children uh, versus uh, acknowledging fathers, we've had to make some real hard choices because of the disallowance of black men being part of various programs. That's number one. Number two, we ain't going to never stop loving our black men, whether it fits into anybody's uh, definition of what family should look like. And as it relates to this election today and all going elections, people can sit on the fence and allow certain people to consume all of the power. Uh, people can get up, organize, and, and fight back. Right. Uh, I'm very concerned that if the mayor's uh, mother-in-law becomes part of the city council, in all reality, what that would mean for uh, black and brown communities as we continue to see the ongoing gentrification. And as it happens to us, now many uh, young people is finding that the cost of housing and rental units is out of their hands as well. So hopefully people will get involved in the political process today and as we get ready to go into the presidential election, people don't come uh, so paralyzed and refuse to unite on the right side of history and fighting for what would benefit them. Thank you so yeah. much, brother. Thank you, Connie. Thank you so much for calling 813-239-9663. Or you can write me at DJ. I did get a, I'm sorry, you can write me, write DJ at WMNF.org. I did get an email. Uh, about uh, Detroit, uh, this email that said he grew up in the 60s. This is talking about who's to blame when there's an uprising. I saw downtown burning. We were told by the media whose fault it was. As I have since learned, those were all lies. He said this email that he's Chicano and have faced racism from the right their whole lives. And ends by saying black lives matter. Go ahead. Uh, we're going to go back to the telephone lines. Go ahead, Carl from Tampa. You say what on the Tuesday Cafe? Hello, how are you? This is Alvaro, and it is hey. very refreshing. It is wonderful to hear you on the air, uh, Mobili. Uh, Thank you. During the day, I mean, uh, I, I, I do hear you on Sunday mornings, uh, 8 to 10 on, on the Sunday Forum. Uh, but uh, it's, it's good to have you back on the air during the day. Uh, you know, you can tell from the uh, phones and from the uh, from the reaction of uh, the positive reaction of people that that uh, your voice is uh, is needed during the day. Thank so, you, Alvaro. Uh, you know, thank you for coming on. You sound wonderful, man. You're 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 well prepared. You're very knowledgeable, and you sound great on the air. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, man. Uh, thank you. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. That's a great vote of confidence. Go ahead, Fran from Largo. You you say what on the Tuesday oh, Cafe? Thank, thank you. Um, I'm just uh, uh, depressed and disgusted sometimes when I hear some of these white men uh, with uh, the always with guns and uh, they're always uh, there's an enemy around every corner to these people. Uh, and and they they don't have uh, much empathy for anybody else. 
uh, they just uh, uh, stick with the same narrative over and over and over again. Uh, I I just, uh, it scares me to think of the direction uh, uh, some of these right-wing people, uh, Ron DeSantis and Trump, want to take the country in. Mm. It could just, they're fascists. And it could just be another Hitler's Germany all over again if we're not very careful taking people's rights away and then uh, preaching to the world now we're the freest country in the world. You must do what we say. It's just it's just getting very ugly in this country. Uh, the way the way people are treated, uh, you know, the, it, it's frightening to me. Yeah. Uh, one one thing I think about too is with uh, you know the the gun rights people and and uh, most of them also are against abortions and i just get a feeling that they in the back of their minds they figure if uh, so what if uh, somebody shoots up a school or or a movie theater or grocery store or something like that and and people die uh if we stop women from having abortions this will replace these people that were shot if that it's, it's kind of a controversial theory, but I just can't help thinking this. Uh, right. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. Well, thank you. Thank you, Fran. It sounds like your eyes are wide open. 813-239-9663. Let's go to St. Pete. Talk to Amy. Go ahead, Amy. You're on the Tuesday Cafe. Okay, this is the other Amy in St. Pete. Okay. Um, yeah, real quick about the kids. I I think there's a lot of yin and yang to various subjects, and a lot of times we get stuck in our left-right boxes, you know, and reinforcing, you know, opinions of things on our side. And uh, it's really important to, to, you know, kids, going back to that subject of of uh, changing physical portions of a child, I mean, it's, I can understand if they're... Um, you know, fingers are webbed together and born that way, in that way, in order to write and uh, play piano, things like that, they could maybe separate their fingers. But, but whether, as far as whether or not you know you're, you're male or female when you're a child, I mean, there, you have all these, uh, what do you call variations and, um, uh, spectrums of kids. So, if you're a young little girl, just because you like to do sports, is that part of the spectrum? Just because you like to do sports, just because you like to wear pants. Um, so what, at what level do we say, oh, wow, we got to really question this just because she likes to play with boys and, and, and play lots of games and doesn't play with dolls or, you know, and then at what point are we in, imposing our societal um, views on this kid and asking them, Hmm. Do you really want to be? Are you a boy? It's like, well, no, I'm not a boy. I'm just a person, and uh, kids are just people. I really don't think they have that concept, and in even how they play and when wrestle together, it's not until you gain puberty that you realize, oh, he wants to wrestle because he has ulterior motives. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's not such a good idea for us to to wrestle anymore, play those kind of uh, games where. It, there's this, that kind of dynamic involved, and I I just can't go into that. I can't I can't 
I am having a real hard time absorbing that. Even little boys that might want to wear dresses. So what if they want to dabble in that fantasy or that idea? It's just a, it's it it for them. And then maybe they'll grow up to be gay. So it doesn't mean if you're gay, you want to be a different sex. You know, right. That's a big jump. Obviously, yeah. it's a big jump. And I don't think people, even when they're 50, it's a big decision. So come on. And, and the hormones for the rest of your life? And not even knowing or understanding the implications of that. Yeah, and I, you know, and I hear your struggle with it, and I think that that's one of the reasons why the legislation is so problematic because you can't legislate these kinds of things, and they're trying to do that from the right. It's, it's really problematic. Yeah. Well, we do get uh, also kind of uh, pulled into the healthcare system is getting very powerful right now. I mean, if you have certain types of cancer as a parent, uh, your child has cancer, and there's a, you know, you're seen as... Um, uh, child neglect or abuse, if you don't choose a particular uh, path of, say, radiation, that you believe there's other options. And so the medical industry, we cannot underestimate their power. That's true. Well, that's another show. Thank you, Amy from St. Pete. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. And um, David Audit from, uh, wrote us on the email Um said that the transgender population in the U.S. is two-tenths of a percent. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know if that really matters. The fact of the matter is they're still human. They're still human who have rights, who have a right to health care and right to make decisions about their own body. I think that that's why legislation is so problematic right now. Jesus from Modesta, you say what? Hey, brother. How you doing? Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, listen, I just need a clarification because... Uh, uh, you, you made a statement going back to black or single women and uh, social support, uh, extended family versus, uh, you know, the, uh, what, the, the regular uh, the nuclear family. family. Uh, um, you had left it somewhat unclear because on the one hand, you said that they, you know, there was no kind of social support, but then because of historical uh you know, uh, such, uh, conditions of the development of black community, of the black uh, of black people in the experience of the United States, they uh, always had an extended family. So, you know, they always had someone to fall back on. And and, and with all respect, I've, I've noticed this on a couple of times on certain issues, not this particular issue, but certain other historical issues where it's kind of left in the middle, sort of, but there's no clear def definition of what exactly is it. Is it this or is it that? Or if it's both, then you would need to, I think, clarify it more. And that would be all I, I needed to ask or, or state and would like to see if you could clarify that or not. Well, we'll try. You mean, is it extended family or the nuclear family or both? Is that what you're yeah, asking? Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, a nuclear family is what I meant, right? Yeah, a nuclear mm -hmm. family. And, well, uh, it's both. I mean, I think it's both, but I just think that there are times when uh, there are legislative laws that prohibit, uh, such as the idea that if uh, if there's, a, like I said, it was a poverty issue because women are told not to have the father in the house if you're on public assistance, for instance. You know, so I think that the, this becomes a problem uh, when you try to legislate 
those sorts of things and uh, don't realize the uh, the effect that it could have. We're going to try to take one more call. Running out of time. Art from Largo. You say what? Real quick. Oh, I say real quick. All right. I won't tell you what my issue is. I just want to say that I am delighted to hear your voice. As a mid-octogenarian, I remember your own show years ago, and uh, I think uh, that uh, Sean Canan has made a great choice for a replacement. I don't know if it's permanent. No, uh, he'll be back next week. Uh, uh, well, okay, I won't comment on that, but uh, and I'm very happy to hear your voice. That's all I want. Okay, to say. well, thank you, Art. I'm glad you hear your voice calling in today with that vote of confidence. <laughs> You're welcome. You take care. Okay, you do the same. Bye-bye. Uh, I think I'm pretty much out of time. Let me see if uh, Mike from Sarasota can uh, say something real quick about diversity. Go ahead, Mike from Sarasota. Okay, thank you for taking my call. A lot of politicians like Clinton and Obama like to say diversity is our strength. Well, if that is the case, then why is it that in Florida... The Republican Party is unified and disciplined, whereas the Democratic Party is fractured and ineffective. That's a question for you. I'm sorry. The parties are fractured and ineffective? The Democratic Party oh. is fractured and ineffective, while the Republican Party in Florida is unified and disciplined. Now, why is that? Well, I, that's a good question. I think you, you might be you might be on to something about that, but I think that it is... Uh, there has been a concerted attempt on the part of the Republicans to nationalize all of these local issues, uh, to discount the local issues and nationalize all of the issues and and play them off as local issues. So the war on transgender, I mean, what is that all about, really? But that is one of those issues that is carried out at the state and local level, but it is something that is embraced by them all. So I think they all are being told to stand in, step, uh, walk in and step in line, walk in lockstep with the National Party. They are a nationalist party, and that has made them come off as very unified when it comes to taking away rights, but they have not been able to solve any problems, you know, in terms of our economic issues. And uh, they well, have not- Mabili, you're dodging the question because the Republicans are surely less uh, in, less diverse than the than the Democrats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Republic, Republicans with less diversity act with much more discipline and effectiveness, whereas the Democrats with much more diversity. And I, I say that diversity causes them causes them to be fractured, fighting with each other, undisciplined, and ineffective. Well, and, that's and, what and democracy out. sounds like. It might be ineffective to you, but to some people, it still gets things done. They still win. Uh, there's a Democrat in the White House right now. And the Republicans are unified in elections, but they're not often unified in coming up with ideas. They usually don't govern well. And that has been part of the problem. But I think 